0: That my friends is how you start a show. Welcome everybody to the 2016 Games Music Extravaganza Blowout Music of the Year. What the hell have you? I am Jason Rose. I'll be your host for the next I don't know how long this is gonna take. This is the second time I've done this. I love video game music. I love everything that it does, everything it brings to games. It can make a good game great, it can make an average game good, and da 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 da. da. I'll have you. Anyway. This is a audio and visual experience. I'm going to be doing a, a video version that accompanies the audio version podcast that you can download on SoundCloud uh, through iTunes, what have you, or you can follow me on YouTube uh, at The Rose Experience and, and catch the video version there, or follow me on Twitter at, at Jason Rose. But yeah, this is a video and audio version that I'll be putting together. Uh, if you're only listening, you're missing all the beauty that is this, and I don't know why you would want to do that. But yeah, the track, uh, or the game that brought us in really needed no introduction at all. It's Uncharted 4, uh, A Thieves End, and that's what this was purported to be, and the end to Uncharted, until the DLC or expansion that's coming out this year, that is. But anyway, we won't touch on that. Uh, yeah, just two selections. Uncharted 4 didn't blow me away from a musical perspective. I thought the other games did a better job. Um, for instance, like, Uncharted 2 took place in Nepal, and it had those Tibetan themes, those traditional instruments. and 3 was more of a desert Sahara Arabian theme and and the instruments and themes reported that as well. Whereas Uncharted 4 really didn't have that. There were a few select songs and those are the ones I wanted to pick uh, and and those are what brought us in. The song you're hearing in the background right now is from Firewatch which I love the game and it's the prologue theme that evokes so much emotion right off the bat for Firewatch. If you haven't played it, drop in. Now I was going to start this show with the Firewatch uh, prologue but I kind of wanted to start it off with a bang, and I think, well hopefully you think, I, I, I made the right choice. And after that, for pacing issues, I didn't really know where to put it. So it's the track that's playing in the background right now. Uh, it's, it's, it's just a great theme. I loved it. And rather than do an entire segment to Firewatch, there wasn't really a ton of music that blew me away. All of the end credit theme, is, or end credit, end credit theme from Firewatch was, was really good. I liked that a lot. So anyway, let's get right into it. Bye. Final Fantasy 14 obviously didn't come out this year but the great thing about MMOs is they keep delivering they keep giving you great great music and content as you go well most of them do anyway and this year I actually saw a number of patches and expansions if you want uh, I saw a number of people talk about World of Warcraft's new Legion expansion that came out this year and highlighting some of the music and while that's good stuff none of it can hold a candle to what Final Fantasy 14 is doing um, Final Fantasy's ever-evolving patches since last year's Heavensward, which was the expansion expansion last year and I highlighted extensively in my 2015 game music podcast. Uh, the track that brought us in was Some Howl, uh, which is an evolution of a track I played last year, The Dragon's Eerie, and that's really going to be what I want to highlight in this Final Fantasy 14 uh, package that I put together. It's a lot of throwbacks to show that MMOs can iterate on themes, and well any games really can, but Final Fantasy does it so, so well with traditional composers like Nobuo Imatsu and the people that they have doing it right now, there's a number of them. Uh, Soken is a guy who's highlighted in, in Final Fantasy XIV extensively, and he's done a tremendous job carrying the series forward. Um, the the next two tracks that, I, uh, that I'm going to play are uh, nostalgia-based, one, Will be. I, I look, I don't want to spoil it, so I'm not gonna. Just tell me right away if you can pick out the notes. Uh, I specifically for Final Fantasy VI fans. Um, yeah, I won't spoil it, so you can just play it from there. And that's. It's one of the bi- uh, boss battles from four, Final Fantasy XIV, uh, featuring the Warring Triad. Uh, there are a series of three bosses that, again, in Final Fantasy VI, are are a part of the final boss. They break those into three different fights in Final Fantasy XIV, is awesome. And if you haven't played Final Fantasy XIV, I understand it's an MMO, you don't wanna play, or it's not true, this is a true Final Fantasy game. And honestly, it's some of the best stuff that the series has done in in decades. It has all the notes there, everything you could want, and the story is fantastic too. And they don't do it corny, even the nostalgia and, and the throwbacks are, are really on point, as you'll see in this uh, selection. And the track that's gonna close is, the culmination of a lot of what Heaven's Ward was. It takes all the themes, the, the title theme from Heaven's Ward, and it puts together all in one battle. Uh, for those that don't uh, know, this is a video and audio version for people that are watching the video and don't want to have anything spoiled. This will be the only time I, I do do it. Uh, the, the final track does contain a video of, of, the, of the battle with uh, Nidhogg, I'll just say. And I don't, if you don't want it spoiled for you, watch the download the audio version and go from there so let's get to it the light. Once in a while there's a game that comes along really out of nowhere and just completely blows you away and that's the game right here behind me that's fury uh it was a ps plus freebie well free on so far it's free as long as you pay but yeah fury was developed by the game bakers and um the music is absolutely phenomenal it's it's done by a variety of electro techno Pop composers uh, ranging across the spectrum um, wave shaper danger and I don't know like man this game is just so so good I I guess you could typify it as a as a boss rush game but that doesn't really do it any sort of justice it's really the the soundtrack is the runner-up for my score of the year like just barely honestly if another one didn't come along and, and just blow me away and I would say I'm a little biased in my choice, but it's it's an incredible, incredible soundtrack. And these few tracks I'm going to play, well, the one in the background including, but the few that I'm going to play is, they're boss themes, but they're they're just so incredible, like the moment they hit, it's like, you just can't, you, don't, you just don't want these bosses to end, just just how good this music is. Uh, so yeah, I'll just let them speak for themselves and, and take you on a journey, and this is Fury. How good is that music, honestly? like, Just stop this, pause it right now, go download the soundtrack anywhere you can. can. Pay for it please, that would be far better than just downloading it for free. But regardless of what you do, listen to that soundtrack and play Fury, it's great. Are you back? Hopefully you're back. Here you are. So yeah, I'm going to play a few different uh, tracks real quick from a couple games. Uh, the first track I'm going to play is from Hyperlight Drifter. I people love this this soundtrack, and, and don't get me wrong, it's, it's really good. It's done by Disasterpiece, the uh, the people behind uh, Fez, which had a lot of purported fame. And I mean, I enjoyed the score a lot, but I can't say it's it's incredibly well done. I, I shouldn't say that. It is really well done, but to to take certain selections from the Hyperlight Drifter score and let them breathe and and play on their own, I, I don't think it's as effective as it is in game. Taking in all that old-school glory and and adding to the ambiance there, but the track that did stand out for me was uh, Panacea. I I don't. I'm probably pronouncing it wrong, but I I really don't care. Um, There is a piano version, which is playing in the background right now, and a intro version, which is the one I probably that most people associate with Hyperlight Drifter, and I think it's the best. So go ahead and take a look. Uh, After that is going to be music from Dishonored 2, which is i i mean it's a it's a it's a strong score again not something that or i, I shouldn't say not something but it's something too tough to have selective tracks that stand out on their own um of course there's always like that main theme or one that they use in their marketing anyway that that tends to garner all the praise or the people associate with dishonored has the I don't know, I'm not going to sing it, I'll embarrass myself, but it has the one, we all know what it is, and and, and Dishonored 2 has the one I'm about to play as well. And then I played the uh, Sands of Sarkonos, which I, I think it really really fitted with, or fit with um, the themes and, and and the setting of what Dishonored 2 was about in, in Karnaka and the sun-soaked shores, and things like that. So, yeah, please enjoy!
1: the sands of sweet circonos Did we bathe in the sun Sharing grapes from Pulero When you we were the only one
2: On the streets of Karnaca I met you long ago When the city was so peaceful And the faith seemed to
3: glow.
1: We danced and sang Until the early Circonos They're burning in the sun
3: And the grapes From Colero Are withered and
1: finally done Now and we cower In the all alleys the streets, streets where, where we, we did Stroll through, while the Duke Claims our riches And aspiring squads patrol. patrol. We run and hide Until the evening <laughs> Ships sail When the night is black, only then On to a whaler, and maybe will escape
0: And of course where would we be without Austrin Wintry I mean a mainstay really in game music at, that, at this point and, and well known name after his lauded work in Journey um, Abzu came out this year and uh, really was Journey well a lot of people put it forward as Journey Underwater of course it's certainly not that but an excellent game on its own with themes that, that fit with the, the life beneath the ocean and then the messages that it's trying to convey in Abzu. Like, I really like this game, the controls were somewhat obtuse in the way you controlled the diver and how he moved across the world but it, it had a lot of the, the same people that created Journey on it as well so the touches are in it throughout. If you enjoyed Journey you're certainly going to enjoy Abzu and you're definitely going to enjoy the music that's throughout. Um, there's there's almost too many to pick to pick from for this track. Austin Wintry's fantastic at his job. He's, he's so far he's been great at crafting a vision and for the people that only know him from this type of music, this, you know, the, the thought-provoking uh, orchestral themes. He did uh, the Banner Saga 2 this year, which I was gonna put on, but I don't know. There's only so much room and there's only so much time and I have to save my voice. Uh, I hope you understand, uh, so I didn't choose to include it, but definitely check out the Banner Saga 2's music. Uh, for now we're just going to jump right into Absu, uh, and hopefully you enjoy these tracks. So here we go,
2: that's
1: 193, free a nice hop and skip, here it comes.
0: Civilization 6 is, I mean, well-known. I haven't played a Civ game in years and years and years, but I admire the music every time they put it out, and it just keeps getting better and better. Jeff Knorr did the score this time around, and he did a fantastic job. "Bring us in was the main theme. For the sake of pronunciation, I didn't even want to bother. It's Latin or Italian, I, I don't know, but it's just so, so good. And honestly, this one, above all else, I had the toughest time picking the selections that I wanted to play for you today because they're so good it's like for every uh, civilization and and culture they take uh, different things, this isn't new for for Civ or or many strategy games out there but just the way they're they're able to capture each culture whether it's Egyptian, Macedonian, Roman, um, American, what have you, Indian, it doesn't matter Uh, and it, it gives the personality to each culture and each culture's leader and uh, it takes you all the way through the, through the age, from the medieval, to the atomic, to the modern ages, and it's like they take a little theme that, that, that starts off and they just build and build and add and add layers to it, and you can just, I don't know, you just feel it, man. It's, it's so, so good uh, that I wanted to include Civ 6, even though I didn't play it this year. Um, the two uh, selections that are going, the one that's playing in the background right now is, is the American theme. Uh, I believe it's from the Atomic Age. Uh, but the American themes are just so, so good. But I didn't want to... Everyone's putting in the American theme. And and really, for the sake of redundancy, the reason I put these out so, so late is I, I try to take from the best gaming and or most well-known games, podcasts, and videos, and I, for the sake of being redundant, I, I, I don't want to just put out all, all the same stuff. I want to add my own wrinkles and add my own tones. Even if we overlap games, I wanna highlight some other tracks that uh, that could come from those games, and that's what I did here. Uh, the first one's from China, and it's the modern era. Man, like, there's a point about three minutes in that just, it makes you wanna just pack your bags, move to China, and just become a better man. Like, it's, it's that good. And the second theme I wanted to highlight was uh, Russia's uh, theme. It really has hints to that old guard, Soviet Union uh, take, and it really hits home with Uh, The vocals that hit, the the male vocals, that deep, rich, I don't know, militaristic sort of Cold War feeling. And I I think it really encapsulates the history and and, and the culture of of the Russian people. Uh, Go ahead and take a listen. I, I think you'll enjoy these tracks a lot. I shouldn't Mirror's Edge Catalyst uh, was a game that came out this year. certainly was. Uh, sequel that maybe never needed to happen. Although I, I do think Mirror's Edge Catalyst is, is a pretty good game. Uh, it's not the game, the perfect game, or the perfect evolution. Uh, open rules a little unnecessary, or at least that size. But yeah, the game worked. And what really worked in Mirror's C- Edge Catalyst was the music. Uh, the the, the co- composition was done by uh, a Swedish... Solar Fields, a group, I'm sorry I didn't do too much research into who they are, whether that's someone's name or that's a group, I assume it's a group, but yeah, they did the the tracks, it really captured the, the futuristic um, world of wonder living on the rooftops, techno style feel that Mirror's Edge puts forth, um, the music sort of ebbs and flows as you move quicker and if you're flawlessly moving and running and 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 jumping, the music sort of keeps pace with that and and, and evolves and evolves. The City of Glass is there to welcome you through. And um, yeah, this music's fantastic. There's a couple tracks that I'm going to choose for you uh, to play. Um, Music, both music from the game, but also uh, Churches. Uh, Scottish group uh, Churches was hired to uh, do a track for the game and Warning Call is the name of it. I really like Churches. They're one of my favorite groups anyway in the genre and a lot of people are saying oh the track that Churches did isn't as good as the the track from the first game. Whatever. Subjective. Uh, But I just think Churches is a fantastic group and I think this song, Warning Call, fits in with what Mirror's Edge Catalyst is all about. So enjoy. Street Fighter V came out this year and it didn't release very well, although games today can evolve and it's not about how you start, it's about how you end. And Street Fighter V is in excellent shape now, at the end of 2016, it's going to get even better in 2017, but I'm not here to talk about the game's qualities, whether you like it or not. I mean, if you're interested in that, you can watch my review, which is from March, February, where I absolutely slaughtered the game, I hated it. But yeah, if I could do it over now which game reviewers probably should be doing these days it's not enough to review games at the beginning you have to keep up to date games are constantly constantly evolving and the way we cover them should be doing that as well ran over but anyway yeah street fighter 5 has surprisingly one of the best soundtracks of the year um i guess maybe not surprisingly street fighters always had great themes i mean third strike street fighter 3 through strike had fantastic music a lot of capcom games actually have really good music for Warranted reasons or just notoriety version reasons like in Marvel vs. Capcom 2 or Street Fighter 4's original Theme song which is so bad. It's actually good and catchy and it's like it's taken a life all of its own It's that's the way it is But Street Fighter 5's main theme is actually it's catchy. That's what's playing in the background right now, and I wanted to um, encapsulate just a few of the themes that come down in Street Fighter uh, the first theme is Rashid's theme, which is, he's a new character that came to the fore, and it's its really cool how they incorporate his name into the theme. It's, it's its a lot of fun. Vega's theme's also in there, and Alex's theme is in there as well. Um, I'm not going to play them all in their entirety. I'm just going to bang through them and, and, and blend them together so they don't get old. I mean, the nature with fighting game music is it's, it's not supposed to be this big orchestral affair. It's supposed to be catchy and loop and loop and loop, so I don't want to bore you to death. So, yeah, here's my Street Fighter fight compilation package of music. Enjoy. Bye! Gordon's Doom is our next, next game of choice and it's just so good. Uh, it's a game like, that utterly blew me away this year. I think it's an absolute masterpiece in first-person design and gameplay and just everything about it is top-notch. It's, it's, it shows how you don't have to reinvent the wheel. You simply just reinvent yourself and really the first-person shooter that pretty much started it all to reinvent the genre in a lot of different ways. If you haven't played Doom, do it. It's it's absolutely fucking it's so so good, and the score by Mick Gordon is typifies it perfect. Like I'm not a metal guy whatsoever, but it suits the game perfectly, and um, you know that whole demon '80s Megadeth cover type thing goes hand-in-hand with the the carnage just destroying demons and and moving fast and that the game's just about killing demons and moving really really fast and doing it in flawless gameplay and that's what the music typifies and pushes forward Um, you know those demon voices the voice that brought us in that's what doom's about man it's so good the soundtrack's just so good And actually playing behind me is uh, uh, Daniel Dwyer's and his new channel uh, Noclip they did a uh, Doom documentary, a three-parter. If you haven't, go check out the YouTube channel and uh, and watch it. It's just an absolutely phenomenal three-part documentary about Doom and everything that went into developing this game and the history and, and, and some of the, the roadblocks they had in developing it. I mean, this is what games coverage should be about, man. Give uh, Noclip and, and Danny your support and go ahead and watch some lame-o Let's Player screaming and making rape jokes or something like that. Terrible stuff. Back to the game. Yeah, Doom's awesome. Uh, I really don't know how much I, more I can gush about the game, so I won't, so I'll just gush about the music. I didn't want to go crazy with the blowout. Uh, a lot of other gaming podcasts or Game, uh, game Music of the Year podcasts have talked at length and Doom and yeah. like Doom's music is perfect in game. Outside of the game, I don't know, it's, it's kind of tough to listen to. It was recently just featured on the, the Game Music, or, or sorry, the Game Awards uh, in November of 2016. And, I liked it, but I mean, man, there's only so much metal I can take, and I don't know if it works as well outside of the game. So yeah, but we're here. Um, I picked a different track to highlight, which was the the BFG division, um, and I liked I liked the nuance of that that just pulsing techno riffs, and then it hits hard with the, with the metal when when the battle kicks in, and then of course there's the main theme and and some other themes you become come familiar with, uh, but yeah, here's Doom in music. souls 3 came out this year um and it's a fantastic game it's actually my favorite souls game and for some reason it didn't garner as much fanfare respect or, or conversation piece that souls games tend to garner I, I mean that could be various reasons some people had did have some problems with dark souls Three, but i don't know how much how warranted those were i, I think the game plays better than ever at least in the souls game my one Reasoning as to why it didn't is because it's coming after Bloodborne. Um, Bloodborne is an absolute masterpiece. And no matter how good Dark Souls 3 was, it's just not going to be Bloodborne. But anyway, Blood, uh, Soulsborne or Souls games, whatever, however the hell you want to put it, they're just these these masterpieces. They're hard and they're known for these awesome boss battles and, and, and great themes. And Last year I did Bloodborne and I featured quite a few of them. Uh, I wish I would have waited and added some of the, the old Hunters soundtracks. Uh, that that was the, the DLC for Bloodborne, and it had some awesome tracks like Ludwig and um, Lady Maria's uh, theme, which are just absolutely great, great stuff. If you guys haven't listened to some of the game music from Bloodborne, go ahead and check it out. But yeah, this uh, Dark Souls 3 was composed by, and I'm going to check my phone because there's a number of people, Yuka Kitamura and Motoi Sakuraba. They're the composers for uh, Dark Souls 3, and they did a really great job. Uh, I don't think the score is up to snuff of what Bloodborne put forth, but it's damn good in its own right. So I'm going to pick two selections other than in the background's the main Dark Souls 3 theme right now. Uh, two selections. One from the main game, game, which is the Souls of Cinder, and uh, the following track is going to be from the first expansion or downloadable content, which is... Uh, Ash is a very end Enjoy, this is Dark Souls 3. Bringing us in was my very own play of the game, of course, from a pro Genji like myself. I actually got the Slice and Dice uh, trophy off that video or sound clip, whether you're watching video or podcast version. Look, Overwatch is awesome. It's like one of the best games. I don't know, best multiplayer games ever. Anyway, I mean, it's it's right up there with the best games of the generation. Certainly one of the best games of the year. But of course, Jason, you're asking Jason, how does this fit in with game music? And yeah, I mean, it doesn't, it has catchy tunes, don't be wrong. But it's not like known for sweeping themes or anything, one thing. But the one thing you contribute Overwatch with is the main theme. Uh, so I went on a limb here and grabbed a, a fan-made orchestral remix of the Overwatch theme. Because uh, I didn't want to, I'd be remiss if, if I didn't add one of the best games of the year and any sort of music selection in. So that's what I went ahead and did. Um, Just one song, the Overwatch theme, which we all know and love. Uh, Yeah, enjoy that. Overwatch is just a good player. The world could always use more heroes. Deus Ex Mankind Divided came out this year, and very good game. Um, Maybe not the most satisfying conclusion, but yeah, just wait and buy the Game of the Year edition when it has all the expansions and downloadable content. I'm sure the better ending will be included in there, but the game music is is, is really good. You got the main theme, of course. I mean, I loved uh, Human Revolution, the the, uh, prequel to this. Uh, the soundtrack in particular. I don't think Mankind Divided is quite up to snuff, but there's still some really, really good stuff in there. Um, I'm going to add just a couple quick tracks in there, but I wanted to highlight, again, I like to go out on a limb and, and the, you know, the community does a lot of great stuff. I mean, without the community, some of these, and, and fans and, and consumers, these games wouldn't survive. Uh, the Miracle of Sound uh, is a... Well, you have a YouTube channel, and obviously he's a, he's a guy, he's a group, he does a ton of covers for game music. Uh, he did one for Mankind Divided that I think is utterly fantastic, uh, and so I wanted to include it here and, and, and give him credit, he so rightly deserves, but if yeah, if you haven't checked out any of his stuff, go ahead, uh, Miracle Sound on YouTube, and, and, and check him out. Uh, so yeah, enjoy Deus Ex Mankind Divided in gaming music glory. So yeah, technically I'm, I'm cheating with this one, but it did come out this year. Uh, E3 2016 PlayStation's play, uh, press conference started with this obtuse tribal theme and no one could quite put their finger on it. I, of course, knew right away that this was the new God of War unveiling, but it was a really cool way to uh, prelude the trailer, so to speak, with, with the theme. Uh, bear, I'm sorry guys, I'm sorry, uh, Bear McCreary is the, the composer for The New God of War. And he came out uh, in front of this full orchestra and, and, and did a live playing of the theme at E3 2016. And that's what I'm going to play for you right now, which is the overture for The New God of War. Uh, that hopefully comes out in 2017. I, I If it's going to be, it's going to be a holiday game. Uh, it might not make it, but I hope it does. I love God of War. Um, I'm really excited for this new reimagining. I've always wanted them to revisit, or, or not revisit, visit North Norse mytho- mythology. And that was the original plan that David Jaffe put forth for the God of War franchise, was to go and visit all these other pantheons of gods and, and see new challenges to tackle. We stayed in Greek mythology a little too long, but the games were still excellent, excellent stuff. But yeah, now it's time to uh, make a change to Norse mythology. We'll see some Thor, some Odin, some Loki, and keep going Uh, hopefully it's not too much dad of war and still captures everything that God of War is about I don't know about that camera angle though but enough about the game let's get to the new God of War overture by Bear McCreary good stuff No Man's Sky came out this year, um, was a very good game, just put it out there, was a very good game, uh, at least to me anyway, uh, the hype machine was in full effect, and No Man's Sky and Sean Murray and Hello Games seemed to get caught up in that hype train, and they over-promised, under-delivered. But again, the good thing about today's games is they never stop evolving, never stop changing, at least with the dedicated team behind them. And that's sort of what's going to happen, well, sort of what may happen with No Man's Sky. They just announced their first update, which changed a lot of stuff, and who knows? Maybe by the end of 2017, No Man's Sky will be that game we all wanted it to be. But it isn't that right now. But what is excellent is the music. 65 Days of Static does the music. The music was good before. Uh, no Man's Sky sort of just adopted the music uh, into their game, but it seemed like it really fits this. I mean, these were all, these are both of their trailer themes that, that seemed to uh, give all that promise and, and hope of what this game could possibly be. And, and, and I think a lot of it, other than the fantastic footage that was all doctored up and processed for our viewing pleasure, but the, the music seemed to really drive those trailers forward. And, and, and give us the hype and, and the wonder for this massive, massive promised universe and all that we could do or all that we were promised to do in it. But yeah, let's try to recapture some of that, that hope and hype in these two selections from 65 Days of Static and let's hope No Man's Sky can capture some of that magic that they tried to get from release in 2017. Enjoy. As we wind down uh, this video we come to one of my probably my game of the year uh, which is the last guardian Uh, this year I don't know if all of you out there have pets or you had pets or just love animals the way I do I I have a pet dog a Rottweiler actually and he's my baby I love that dog more than the possible world and there's just you see so much of of him in the character, but before I get into that, uh, this year we had a scare, me and my wife. uh, My dog had random seizures out of nowhere. Now I know that's not too uncommon for a lot of dogs, and some dogs go through their entire life, uh, animals, not just dogs, being seizures, but it's one of the scariest moments of my life. I thought I was gonna lose my dog, and his entire life flashed before my eyes, and I just couldn't imagine losing uh, my pet like that. So maybe, I, I think that that resonance of, of what a pet gives me and all of us, hopefully, uh, it resonated in The Last Guardian to me in, in a lot, in, in some ways that I never really expected before. Uh, my pet, my dog, is really my first pet. Of course, I owned a rabbit before, but that doesn't really count. Uh, and Trico, or Trico, is it's actually the name of of the beast in it? That's the name of the the actual whole species, if if you will. But yeah, like this, I just saw so much. The way he moves, the way he gets down, the way he just looks at this world with a wide-eyed wonder. I see that in my dog. He's a hundred and thirty pound Rottweiler, but he's just like a big gigantic baby. And the music captured these moments. And as I played this game, uh. I didn't know it was possible that I could respect animals or my own dog any more than I possibly did, but I do, and um, we should love all animals, our pets or otherwise, and respect the animal kingdom. I I didn't mean to get that solemn or or sad or whatever, but this game touched me, and hopefully a lot of you, in uh, some fantastic ways, I don't mean like that, but yeah, The Last Guardian is an emotional game and the music encapsulates that, here's some various selections from from the game. Enjoy. As we wind down here, I want to thank all of you for tuning in. Um, I won't be able to do this stuff without a few people listening, but I, I do this because I love video game music and I love sharing my passion with any of you who choose to listen. So thank you very much. And just you know, if if you like what you see or you know you want to chime in, please feel free to do so on YouTube, uh, SoundCloud, or iTunes or whatever of this stuff. I want to be able to make more of this stuff. And we have to communicate with each other in order to do so. But yeah, um, my soundtrack of the year is Final Fantasy XV. This was, 2016 was like the year of the dreams, man, between The Last Guardian, uh, Final Fantasy XV, 10, eight years in the making. We never thought we'd get this game, these games, and here they are. Uh, Final Fantasy near and dear to my heart. I, I love the series. It's made me a lot of who I am uh, as a man, so to speak. I, I know this sounds hyperbolic, but if I use if I, the Final Fantasy, uh, crystal theme to walk me out in my wedding. Uh, it means a lot to me and um, I think Yoko Shimomura uh, Who has never done a Final Fantasy game the proper mainline theme so to speak really stepped to the plate and, and knocked it out of the park to use a tired cliche and I think a lot of these songs like Somnus and Dawn are and Apocalypto Noctis are gonna be played for years and years to come and, and really match what the series is known for so rather than just outline what I do, here's a Final Fantasy XV medley. Uh, enjoy it. 2016 was a fantastic year. I know I've used that word a lot, but I really don't know what else uh, tells the tale. And It was really just a great year for video games as well. Uh, video games really are in the best place they've almost ever been with various genres, indies, innovations, across the board, and it's only getting better. And yeah, don't feel like you have to buy games on day one. Make gaming better. Stop being a beta tester and enjoy all that great music that's coming with the games we love. I know that was a bit all over the place, but it is off the cuff, like I said. Uh, thanks for tuning in, and this is the 2016 Games Extravaganza by yours truly. Have a good day.